Are you ready for some more XFL? Welcome back to XFL Extra, the podcast brought to you by XFLboard.com. I'm your host, Mark Nelson, and this is our 41st episode. Since the XFL has completed their run of six-player showcases, draft invites continue to go out to players. Reportedly, the league is also sending draft invites to many former players from the 2020 season. The XFL draft pool is being built. However, the list will likely ebb and flow all the way up to this fall's draft. In this podcast, I will speak to two guests, both part of the XFL draft pool. First, you will hear from quarterback Jordan Kitna, just out of college and hungry for a pro football opportunity. Kitna attended the recent Arlington, Texas showcase and hopes his grit and determination showed through on one of the hottest Sundays in July. I should mention that Kitna's name might sound familiar, as he is the oldest son of former NFL quarterback John Kitna. The second guest is linebacker Brooklyn Hardiman, who is fresh off attending an XFL showcase in Tempe, Arizona. After a diverse college career, In 2021, Hardiman graduated from Colorado Mesa University, where he played his senior year with the Mavericks. Over 10 games, he had 16 tackles, 28 assists, and one sack. I call this episode Perseverance. It features two young football players who are some of the best of what they do, and both are seeking a pro football playing opportunity. Are you ready? As usual, we won't waste any time. Let's get started. We'd like to welcome Jordan Kitna to the podcast. He is a talented quarterback who attended the XFL Showcase in Texas, and he has now received an invitation to this fall's XFL Draft. Welcome, Jordan. Hi, thank you for having me. Appreciate you having me on. Well, thanks for taking the time to do this. Now, how long have you been playing football? Uh, shoot, I've been I've been I've had football on my hands since uh, since the day I was born, honestly, and. Uh, um, football has always been a big part of my life, um, with my dad being in the NFL and, and everything. And so, you know, I've been playing football, been around the game my whole life. So you're saying your dad put a football in your hand on the day you were born? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, he did try and get me to play golf. I will say that, but, uh, we, we, as a, as a family, um, you know, we we're all quarterbacks now, so. I guess we kind of decided that football was was for us and not golf. So, so your your dad is John Kitten, who played 16 years in the NFL in the last four with Dallas, right? Yes, that is correct. Yep. And he he was a quarterback. Yes, yes, he played uh, 16 years in the NFL um, for four different teams, and then uh, and then yeah, he, he coaches high school ball now, and ended up uh, coaching me in high school, and uh, he's. He coached the rest of my brothers as well. So you've got two brothers who play quarterback as well, right? Who are they? And where do they play right now? Yes, uh, my my uh, middle brother Jalen. He's uh, in college. He's a redshirt freshman at the University of Florida, and he plays quarterback there as well. And um, my littlest brother, Jameson, uh, he goes by JT. He's a sophomore in high school. Uh, down here in Burleson, Texas, and uh, he plays quarterback as well. And uh, he's already got a couple offers. So 
uh, he's going to be the he's going to end up being the best one out of all of us. I feel like so. So uh, when you guys get together on a Sunday afternoon and play football, who plays quarterback? <laughs> uh, shoot, I mean. I think I think we all we all do our time for sure, and uh, we have some good quarterback competitions that we do, and and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm holding on to the lead right now as much as much as I can, but uh, these guys, man, they're they're coming up behind me pretty fast, so uh, I gotta enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, sure. for for sure, it's always it's always <laughs> wonderful to see your little brothers start to do as good as you or better. In some cases, yes, uh, yes. yeah. For sure. So you played uh, you played high school football in Tacoma, and then again in Waxahachie. Uh, following your dad's yes. career, you moved uh, high schools. Yes, um, I played um, at Lincoln High School in Tacoma, Washington, um, my freshman through junior year. And uh, man, we loved it there. Uh, had a great time. Had some great friends up there, and uh, we did a lot of good things um, up there. And I was actually in an All-American my junior year and everything. And then uh, dad got a job offer um, at Waxahachie going into my senior year and um, he took it and um, that was it. You know, we moved down here and uh, played my senior season down here at Waxahachie. So. Got it. I, I saw a stat that said in Tacoma for you, you, uh, you threw for 3,702 yards and 55 touchdowns in one season. Yes, that was my uh that was my junior season. Um that was definitely the most fun I've ever had playing football for sure. Um we got such a great team, lots of lots of talent around me and uh lots of guys that made me look good and, and all that kind of stuff and um but we were just a team, man. We just we just wanted to win and we won a lot that year and um you know, we had a great offensive line and great receivers and all I had to do was put the ball in their hands, and they they make things happen. So, um, but it was a great year, great year all around, and definitely the most fun I've had playing playing ball. So, yeah, it's wonderful when everything comes together, right? Yeah, yeah, it was really it was great. It was uh, the third year of the program, and everybody had been bought in and and uh, been doing all the right things and all the necessary things to win, and you know it was just a great time. So. So where did you play your college ball? To start, I started at TCU, um, and I redshirted there uh, my freshman year in 2016. And then um, going into my, you know, redshirt freshman year, um, the summer of 2017, I ended up getting hurt um, during summer workouts and um, ended up having to have bone graft knee surgery in both knees um that and that required me to be out for that 2017 season so i withdrew from tcu and uh you know because we didn't with that surgery um you have to have a uh bone donor um of equal size and age and all that kind of stuff and only way that happens usually is you know with someone my age is you know an accident or something crazy kind of happens and so you know we never we didn't really know when that donor was going to come or when it was going to happen and so you know we found out about my knees in July and uh we didn't end up getting a donor 
until uh, February of 2018. So, um, you know, I was kind of just sitting around and, um, you know, I, I uh, ended up helping my dad coach that season, um, that 2017 season at his high school at Waxahachie. And, uh, um, you know, while I was waiting to get surgery and then it never came and, you know, December rolled around and it was the end of that fall semester. And I was like, man, I, I can't keep sitting out. And so, um, I decided to go the junior college route, um, while we were waiting. And, uh, you know, I was probably two, three weeks in to, uh, to the junior college life. And then I get the call that they got a donor and, uh, I went and got surgery and, uh, on both knees and, um, ended up having to, you know, recover. And they doctors told me it was going to be a eight to 12 month recovery. And, uh, I ended up getting back and cleared and everything in five months and, uh, ended up playing that 2018 fall at Cisco junior college. And, uh, you know, didn't, it was, it was a good season. Um, it wasn't the season we had hoped it would be, but you know, we, we had done better and, move the program in the uh, right direction there, I think. And um, at the end of 2018, um, I decided to go to CSU Pueblo, uh, which is a D2 school out in Colorado, and uh, played uh, and finished my uh, collegiate and um, academic career out there in uh, spring of 2021. Uh, I played there in 2019. Um, and then in 2020, COVID happened and we didn't have a season. Um, and then spring of 21, I was just like, you know, COVID was still kind of a thing and we still weren't sure what was kind of going on and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I was graduating that spring of 21 and I was just like, man, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's time for me to move on. Um, and so I did and, uh, I graduated with honors 4.0. Um, top of my class, summa cum laude, and, um, you know, I take my, take academics really seriously and, uh, graduated from the business school there and it was, it was a great time. I had a, I had a great time in Colorado. I loved it up there. So, um, so yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's a fantastic story. And it's probably a, the biggest part of that story is the faith you had to continue on your football career, even, uh, you know, delayed, uh, getting your injury repaired and then making a comeback, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, just growing up, um, with the parents that I had and, and, uh, the family I have surrounded me and made that easy, you know, just having that support system. And, you know, my parents always taught me to, to finish out the things that you, that you start. And, you know, I felt like football was part of my journey and, um, part of my, part of my story in life. And I just, I really, uh, I really just loved the game, you know, and I, I love playing. And I want to play as long as possible. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm grateful to XFL for giving me another shot and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, but, you know, I think, you know, it speaks to the, um, I think it speaks to the mental toughness and the grit that I have. You know, I, I'm willing to work and I'm willing to do all the things necessary to, um, be the best version of myself I can be and be the best football player. So exactly. The XFL must, must see something in you because uh, after your time at the uh, 
showcase, they invited you to this fall's draft, right? Uh, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, I got that, I got that email last week and, uh, man, I was so excited and, uh, my family was really excited and, uh, yeah, so we're excited to see what happens in November, um, when the draft happens. So, so you were, you were at the showcase in Arlington, Texas, right? Yes. Yes. And what, what did that tryout consist of? Give us a picture of what it was like there. How did it go? Um, it was, it was, uh, we showed up, so they split us up offense and defense. Um, defense came earlier in the morning and, uh, they were wrapping it up when I, when I, uh, showed up there. Um, and so, you know, we got there and they had, uh, this interesting circle that, you know, was surrounded by cameras and, uh, they had uh, all the quarterbacks throw in this, in this circle. And apparently it shows like, you know, the amount of force you put in the ground and like your footwork and all that kind of stuff and the velocity of the football and all that kind of stuff. So it was really cool to see that kind of technology. I, I hadn't seen that before. And, you know, hopefully, you know, that boosts my, boosts my uh, stock a little bit. Hopefully they saw some good things with that. Um, and then we went into the testing uh, period where uh, we did triple rod jump. Um, and so I'm, you know, they test their, uh, test the explosiveness that we have. And then we did the L drill and then 40s. And that was all we tested, um, you know, for physically. And then they, you know, got all our measurables, height, weight, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, after that, we threw with running backs, receivers, tight ends, and uh, and that was it. And, um, you know, it was spread out over the course of five hours. It's probably the hottest day I've ever I've ever, um, the hottest workout I've ever been a part, a part of, it was, you know, it was a scorcher out there for sure. And, uh, as a quarterback, you can't really wear a ton of sunscreen cause it makes your, makes your hands a little slippery. So I was, uh, definitely burnt up after that. <laughs> so it was a hot day. You burned up, but it was worth it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was all worth it. And, uh, you know, I tried not to, um, I tried not to be the guy that was trying to like standard the standard of the shade or anything like that. You know, I wanted to show some mental toughness and, you know, I definitely paid for it, but um, I think it all paid off in the end with that, with getting that email. So yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a rough day. It was a rough day for, you know, being how hot it was, but you know, as far as the workout and everything, it was great. And I think I left everything out there that, and showed it, uh, showed the coaches what I could do as much as I could. So, so part of that day was having the coaches there to get a get a an up up close look at you, right? Yes, yes. And uh, you know it was great because I got to meet um, meet most of the coaches, um, and you know I got a chance to shake a lot of their hands and look them in the eye, and you know hopefully they just got to see you know who I am as a person just a little bit. And, uh, you know, I really wanted to make a point of meeting all of them and, and, uh, so they know who I am and can kind of put a face to the name and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, it was interesting because a lot of them have either played my dad or coached my dad. Um, you know, Heinz Ward, you know, with the Steelers, my dad was with the Bengals for a while. And, um, so they were rivals, you know, back in the day and, um, and same with Rod Woodson. And then, um, 
Wade Phillips coached my dad in, in Dallas, and uh, and then Anthony Beck uh, coached with my dad in the AAFL. Um, they were both on the San Diego Fleet team, so a um, lot of a lot of um, familiar faces, and uh, so yeah, it was kind of interesting. So yeah, so you got to connect with some familiar faces. You know that sounds really cool. And uh, yeah. Now, the XFL owners were there, uh, Danny Garcia and Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson. And the Rock, mm-hmm. did The Rock give you a guys a pep talk like he's been doing? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was kind of a surreal ro- moment for me. You know, I, uh, <laughs> I've i met a lot of famous people in my life. And, you know, that was one of the first times I've ever been, like, completely starstruck. You know, my family, my family loves The Rock and, like, loves all his movies that he does and uh so it was kind of kind of a cool um experience getting to see him in person and uh it's crazy he's even bigger in person than you think so um i thought that was very interesting so yeah exactly i mean i guess he's probably bigger in person i'm sure he is i've never met him but uh um, yeah when he was wearing jersey 54 and did he talk about that yeah um you know he's he's he gave us that pep talk of, of, you know, how in his life he was always the, the 54th man. And, um, you know, everybody knows that on an NFL roster, there's 53, 53 men on the roster. And he was that guy that, you know, was just on the cusp, but didn't make it. And, um, you know, how that fueled him in his life and kind of put his back up against the wall. And, uh, you know, he had a choice to make, you know, he could either fold or, or go and make something of his life. And he did. Uh, obviously, and uh, you know, it kind of just related that to us, and just said like, "You guys are that 54th guy today, and uh, you know, we're giving you guys a chance, and um, you know, it's up to you to make, you know, make the most of it." And uh, you know, I, I felt like there was a lot of great competition out there, and I felt like there was a lot of great players out there, and um, you know, I I uh, I respect all the guys that came out and and did their best and um you know i wish the best to all those guys for sure right and so your your job now is to earn a spot on a to earn a a draft spot and then earn a spot on an xfl roster right right yeah you know just hopefully um you know i don't want to go to a team that i mean any team would be great honestly um but you know i definitely want to go to a team that um you know is going to utilize utilize uh my strengths and you know, develop me as a player and, um, you know, you never know what happens after that. So, um, but yeah, I just guys like guys like us, guys that are, you know, the quote unquote 54th man, you know, we just, just need an opportunity. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, we just didn't have the, the right circumstances or the right opportunity, um, that other people have had or, or whatnot. And, uh, all you need is a chance. Right, I was I was going to ask you what you would bring to the XFL, but I think I think you've already answered that. But would you like to maybe add something to that? I mean, I, I understand that you're good. You've got the drive, uh, you have the desire to do the most with this opportunity. Uh, is there anything else to add? I think that me as a person, like I'm a I'm a gritty guy. I'm a guy that's going to work extremely hard, and uh, you know, all I know is you know is working hard, and that's it. You know, and working for everything you got. I know that talent only takes you so far in life and the rest you got to work. And um, one of my favorite 
sermons and, and passages I've ever heard was, you know, everybody asks God for for um, certain things, but they don't prepare themselves for, you know, that blessing that they're going to get. And so when, they, when the blessing comes, they're not ready for it. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I pride myself on is, you know, preparing, you know, preparing for rain before it happens. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, people don't prepare and they miss it. And, uh, I just wanted to be as prepared as possible and, uh, be the, be the guy on the team that's, um, that you just can count on 24 seven to, to be the guy you need them to be. So, um, that's why, that's why I plan on bringing, I plan on bringing a lot of juice, a lot of, uh, energy and, uh, a lot of fun to the XFL. So do you still coach football with your dad? Yeah, so um, I coached uh, with my dad last season, um, the 2021 season, and then uh, I got married in December, and um, and I am coming back again for the 2022 fall season, so I'll be coaching um, with him again. I'm coaching receivers out here. Um, we got a really good group of guys. I'm starting to connect with them a lot and and hopefully uh they they uh start to uh, you know start to trust me as a coach because i'm new to them and and uh start to develop that relationship with them and uh have 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 some fun this season and then uh during the fall um, obviously i'll coach through the fall and then if the xfl happens then in in the spring then you know we'll go to the xfl and see where that holds so yeah, you know, I've, I saw a, a lot of young football players congratulating you on Twitter uh, on your yeah. XFL draft invite, and they were saying, congratulations, coach. I thought that was uh, – I said, well, well, he's obviously coaching these young lads. Yeah, yeah, you know, I got I got a great opportunity to, uh, you know, stay a part of the game with, you know, with coaching. And, you know, I just you – know, like I said before, is love the game of football, and I want to be connected to it as much as possible – and uh you know coaching was an avenue for me to do that and you know i you know feel like i developed a pretty good relationship with a lot of those kids and you know so i think they were genuinely happy for me getting an opportunity and you know i i love them to death and i appreciate all of them for you know the thanks and all that kind of stuff and uh so yeah it was it's pretty cool for uh for them to um congratulate me on that and you know, I'm glad that they um, are a part of my life. So, uh, Jordan, you said you just got married as well? Yes. Uh, got married to uh, my wife, Shiley, and uh, we we were dating for about a year and then uh, engaged for about a year. Um, we met, we actually met during the pandemic. Um, when we, get, we both got sent home from college um, in March of 2020, and um, we kind of met and uh went from there and so um she's the best thing i could ever ask for and uh she's the she's my biggest supporter um and i couldn't do anything without her and uh she's actually um working on getting her pt uh degree her doctorate in pt and uh physical therapy and uh um so you know maybe she can fix me up when I get hurt or something like that, <laughs> when I get little nicks and bruises and stuff like that, she can help fix me up and all that kind of stuff. So 
So not uh, only not yeah. only do you have a, a wonderful new wife, you have a, a fan club and a doctor in the making. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it's definitely a win-win for me for sure. <laughs> well, that's great. You know, I'm good. To, I'm glad to hear that. Now, Jordan, uh, I can say that we hope to see you on an XFL roster come next season. I think that would be really cool. And thanks for coming out today and joining the podcast. Much appreciated. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, really appreciate the time. So people can hit you up on Twitter at Jordan underscore Kitna3. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Well, uh, that was Jordan Kitna. If all goes well, he'll soon be drafted into the XFL for their 2023 season. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to welcome Brooklyn Hardiman to the podcast. He is a linebacker who has recently been invited to the XFL draft pool. Welcome, Brooklyn. How are you doing? It's good to speak with you. Yeah, it's great. Thank you for coming for this interview. This is great. Uh, now, uh, well, let's let's start from the beginning. Now, you grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, and you played at De La Salle High School in Concord, California, right? Yes, sir, I did. Yeah, I grew up in uh, in a city about an hour from San Francisco. It's called Brentwood. Um, I went to De La Salle High School, um, um, and then it was a great time there. I won a couple state championships with football there. Um, it was a really special time. It wasn't just about football either. It was just a really good, really good school and education. They taught you, you know, about life and how to serve others more than yourself. It was, it was great. This is where you you learned your love for football, though, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. I uh, you know I came into De La Salle knowing I was going to play football, um, and it was tough. You know, it was probably training wise, and you know everything we did at De La Salle for football was probably the hardest four years um, of my career. You know, harder than any other training I did, but it was all worth it because they taught me. Uh, a lot, a lot about football, and also a lot about uh, a lot of life lessons as well. After high school, uh, when you uh, went off to play football at college, um, looking at your career, I can see you've been a member of many different teams during your college years. Now, this must make your overall college experience deeper. That is, it's more varied, and you have must have had different experiences with each team, right? Right. So yeah, my college career was definitely. It was great. It was just like you said, I was at a lot of schools. So coming out of high school, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have many offers. I didn't really break in um, and get a, a lot of playing time until my senior year, really. Um, and at that point, I didn't have much offers besides NAIA schools and some D3 schools. So I actually ended up going to Southern Oregon for my first year um, at the NAIA school in Southern in Ashland, Oregon, specifically. And, you know, I was there for a year. I redshirted there, and I just decided that I wanted to go, you know, to a bigger division. I wanted to go to Division One school and play at a Division One school. So I ended up coming home, and I went the junior college route, um, Los Vedanos Junior College in Pittsburgh. And then I was fortunate enough to be offered there after a, I did a year and a half there. Um, I was offered by Northern Arizona. And then I went to NAU, and it was amazing. Like, I loved it. I did really well. I had a really good season. 
uh, was there for a couple years, and then I ended up grad transferring to Colorado Mesa, where I played my last season, fall 2021 last year, and um, had a solid year, and now I'm, I'm here kind of going through the pro, trying to become a pro and going through the process, you know. So that must be the, the, one of the biggest challenges of your career is now uh, getting to getting a pro football opportunity, right? Right. Yeah. It's um, it's definitely this whole process. So it started with, you know, my pro day. You know, I've been training for my pro day since you know December of last year. But you know, it started with my pro day. Um, that went well, and then I had a a Local day, I was invited to the San Francisco 49ers local day um, in April, and that was really, that was a great experience. You know, I got to meet all the coaches and just be with a bunch of guys from my area that are looking to get drafted or un, or be undrafted free agent signings. Um, and then after that, I actually went to a CFL workout with Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, and then after that, I went to an, another camp out in San Diego, um, and then really, um, now it's the XFL. I just went to the XFL showcase in Arizona at Arizona State, and I was fortunate enough to re- receive a draft invite about a week ago now. Um, so I'm really just hoping that this XFL opportunity works out, and I'm, I'm grateful for the draft invite. So just trying to enjoy it all, working as hard as I can, but also enjoying it, you know, and living in the moment. Well, you've been very busy, haven't you? Oh, yeah, very busy. You know, I train. I train five days a week, sometimes six, and I also I have a job, part-time job, so I work that as well. Um, and then, you know, when I don't, when I'm not doing that, I pretty much, I kind of, I like to study the XFL, so I like to learn, like, all the coaches. I know they haven't released all the coaches' names yet, but I know, um, like, I know all the head coaches and, um, you know, all the the small details on stuff about it, so. Interesting. Now you were at the uh, showcase in Arizona, uh, and it, the, what, were you surprised to see how high tech that showcase was? Yeah, it was. Uh, I honestly wasn't surprised. I knew because I had a couple friends go to some showcases, and uh, one was in Washington D.C. and and they told me, you know, it was ran really well and it was real professional. But um, it was just like, like I just said, it was ran so well. It was. Um, I was definitely surprised, though, like you said. I was surprised at all the cameras there. Like, on one drill, there was probably five cameras on us from all angles. So it was really cool to see that and see how well it was ran. And all the personnel and coaches there, it was really good to meet them and just to see them and really just perform in front of them. So it, it was definitely a great experience. I'm sure performing in front of the, some of the coaches that are actually coaching the teams is uh, a, a real help for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely nerve wracking, but it was also, you know, it wasn't my first tryout, so it wasn't the first forty I ran, it wasn't the first L drill I've done, so I was definitely, you know, you're always you know a little nervous, you know, seeing, you know, like coaches like Rod Woodson, Bob Stoops there, and you're like, okay, I got to perform now, but um, at the end of the day, just you know, just you do what you train, you're trained to do, um, it was it was really fun, so I, I enjoyed it a lot. Your results for that are, are available to you on an app now. Is that is that true? Yeah. So they emailed me my results, but I haven't. My friend told me that they're going to give you 
an app where you can see them, but I haven't received that yet. All I've received from them was the draft invite, and then they said, I think they're going to follow up with more emails, they said, but I haven't received any at this time. Well, I, I sure hope that draft invite uh, pays off for you and, uh, and that your your name is called in the draft this fall. What would you bring to the XFL? Um, so as far as on the field as a player, I would bring, you know, I, I play with a very aggressive physical style. I like to play fast. I like to play physical. Um, I would also bring a, you know, go to work mentality. I don't, I'm a very, I'm kind of a quiet leader. So I like to lead by example. Um, you know, obviously day one, I'm going to come in, just go to work, put my head down. Um, and I'm going to bring good, really good energy as well. You know, I'm, I'm a good, any team I've been on, they say I'm a good teammate and a very, very productive member of the team. Um, and then lastly, I'm just, I'm, I'm a playmaker. So I'm going to make plays for you. Um, I'm very versatile as well. Like you can put me in, you know, I've played anywhere from strong safety to inside linebacker to outside linebacker. So really wherever you put me, I've been in that position already and played it. So um, I can play and make plays for you. And then off the field, oh, also, um, I'm a very big student of the game as well. So I study a lot of film. I put in a lot of time in the film room um, just to get that edge. On a couple, two plays a game, you know, might be the difference between the game. So I love watching film. Um, and that's on the field. Off the field, you can expect someone with high character, um, high integrity. You know, I carry myself uh, to a very high standard. You know, I was raised very, very well by my parents. I'm thankful for them. So you can, you know, expect someone who's doing good in the community. Am I correct to understand that you're the type of person that takes advantage of every opportunity and you make the most of every opportunity oh yeah for sure I'm, I'm number one i'm grateful for the opportunity and then number two i'm i show my gratefulness by giving you know everything i have and and making the most out of it like you said so what's better five tackles or one sack oh i'd say one sack i mean you can at least five tackles a game but sacks are are harder to come by so Definitely sack. Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Yeah, I just made that question up, by the way. I don't know if it was a good question oh. or not. <laughs> now, if the XFL gives you an opportunity to show your skills, and hopefully they do, uh, will that give you a path to an NFL roster? Uh, I hope. You know, I hope. That would be the ultimate goal, obviously. I mean, um, first, obviously, the XFL would be amazing because, you know, you are – playing pro football, getting getting paid to play pro football. But um, I know that would be hopefully a gateway. I just have to do what I'm supposed to do, and hopefully that will be a gateway to, you know, the CFL as well or the NFL. Those are one of, you know, my other goals as well. So that would be that would be great, you know, so I'm praying for that. There's more and more leagues popping up nowadays. Uh, uh, we'll go through them all because the USFL is also an opportunity out there. Right. Um, right. It's kind of cool that there are more opportunities for players right now, uh, don't you think? No, it really is. It's really cool. Um, you know, it's, it's cool as well because I have a bunch of friends that have played in the USFL last year. They or this year they played in it, and it's really cool because you know it just gives guys that you know maybe aren't at NFL level right now to be 
and that maybe have gone overlooked. It gives them opportunities to showcase their skills. And, you know, obviously you can see from the USFL, guys are getting signed to the NFL. So it's it's actually really, really good to see. Yeah, there's been there's been a lot of guys from the USFL signed to the NFL. And, of course, the past XFL in 2020, a lot of those players were signed by the NFL uh, mind, right. you, mind you, their progression got hampered by the COVID and uh, all that stuff going right. on in there. Yeah, but uh, things seem to be opened up now, so I'm I'm hoping for some opportunities for players like yourself. Now, who was your role model? Oh, I'd have to easily say both of my parents, mom and dad. Um, they just, like I said a little bit earlier, I touched on it. They just have raised me so well. Um, but other than that, they just live their lives like how I how I want to live mine. You know, they have high character, high integrity. They they always do more for others, you know, than they're doing for themselves. Um, so I just definitely my parents without question. Well, Brooklyn, uh, I hope you have a great day out in sunny California, and I really hope to see you on an XFL roster come next season. Yes, sir. I appreciate the time. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good day as well. Well, thank you for coming out today and joining the podcast. XFL fans and football fans always appreciate hearing from players such as yourself. People can hit you up on Twitter at Hardeman underscore 35. Is that right? Perfect. Yep. That's it. Great. Well, that was Brooklyn Hardeman. If all goes well, he'll soon be drafted into the XFL for their 2023 season. Thank you, Brooklyn. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks again to my guests, Jordan Kitna and Brooklyn Hardeman. These two young players have so much in common in that they both have their football careers in front of them. I wish them all the best. I hope you enjoyed today's interviews. You are welcome to come back next time, where we will have more guests and more XFL. Until next time, this was your host, Mark Nelson, and I hope you enjoyed XFL Extra, the XFLBoard.com podcast. Mm-hmm.